Today on Coffee Talk Monday, we are going to be talking about white privilege and anti-racism. So these are some big topics, so please go into them with an open mind. It is time for Coffee Talk Monday, so cue the intro. I, this is all like pretty new for me too. So, you know, as a white male, this is, you know, these are new things. I am not the one that knows it all either. So that's another thing too. Like I don't, I'm still learning. I'm just trying to be better. All right. So a lot of you may be thinking like your podcast is a self-help podcast. It's a, you know, motivation, positivity type of one. And, but I do feel like my whole big thing is about being kind and about being respectful of other people and being a better you. And I think that this topic is all part of that because we have a community of people that are hurting and they're trying to get the respect and the the kindness they deserve. I mean, basically it's what it is. They want to have be equal to everybody else and not have to be feared and or be fearful when they go outside their house because they're afraid that somebody is going to do something to them. That's why this topic came up. And I think it's very important. I wasn't going to touch on this topic at all just because I felt like I don't have all the answers, but I think that we need to talk about it. So that's why we're doing this. So we will be talking about white privilege, which I know is a topic that as a white man, I had to come to terms with. And I think a lot of us are still coming to terms with this to know what it means and to realize that really it's not a bad thing, but we will get into all that. And then we'll talk about how to become anti-racist or to help and become and deal with anti-racism. So some big topics and I'm going to try to keep it very light and very uh, and not dive super deep because there's a lot that can be involved in all this. And this can go on for a very long time. The podcast, that is. I mean, the rest of it has been going on for a very long time. And that's why we're in this stuff that we're in. And I was going to say mess, but it's not a mess. It's it's what was needed. It's, it's what's important. So as you saw me just do, like, you really got to be conscious of the things you say just because, you know, you never know, like, how it's going to come off to somebody else. And that's something that I'm learning myself and I'm coming to terms with. So let's go ahead and jump into all this, though. So the first part we're going to talk about is white privilege. And that is one that I see a lot on Facebook where people are freaking out about it like they don't understand it and they think a lot of times that it's a bad thing why privilege is not a bad thing privilege in general is not a bad thing depending on how it's used and and how you are uh, portraying yourself out there in the world so my journey with privilege has been you know it it wasn't easy acknowledging that you have white privilege is a hard pill to swallow and you, you go through a lot of phases and through it all so in the very beginning is your denial phase like where you're thinking oh i work hard so i don't have white privilege you know or you don't realize that because it's not your it's not your your realm it's not your place that you're in so you either act like you don't know it's happening because you don't see it happening to you and that's where white privilege comes in a lot is it's stuff that's happening to somebody else that's not happening to you so it can't be, it can't really happen. I mean, we see it happening, but it's just that thing of, 
because it's not directly related to you. It does not affect you. It's not your place. And that's where the privilege comes in. Like, as a white person, I don't walk outside and am fearful that someone's going to kill me. I'm not, you know, afraid that a cop is going to pull me over just because of the color of my skin. It's a topic that we really can't, it's, it's not very surface level. There's a lot that's involved in it. So I'm trying to keep it very surface level because we, like I said, I can spend a whole podcast on for like an hour talking about white privilege. So there's like a lot that is involved in this. So I'm trying to keep it surface level without going too deep. Just because like I said, I can, it could be a long topic. There's opportunities that came along to me that maybe were not opportunities that were given to somebody that is black or indigenous or a person of color. Okay. So, and so that's where that all comes in. But when the privilege, like it's right there at the surface, like we don't see it. It's, we're kind of blinded by it and we kind of think, oh, it's not affecting me. So it doesn't really happen. Or we think we try to come to it in terms that make sense to us. So it's like basically white privilege is just realizing that you've had opportunities in your life that other people that are black, indigenous, or people of color have not had. And but a lot of times we get that what's called right white fragility, where we white people kind of get into this phase of you know, like it's, they're, they're being attacked. And I think that's why a lot of people get so standoffish about this topic is because they feel like they're being attacked or they have that sense of embarrassment because maybe they have done something in their life that they're not proud of. I'm one of those people. So that's why I'm going to go through my journey here in a second to tell you guys how I've come to the part that where I'm at now. So I'm in the awareness phase at this point. So, but we go through these, like, I I think a lot of times that Because we hear this, oh, you have white privilege. We think of it as it's a personal attack. Or another one I think it is, we think it means that we're racist. We think of it as being like, oh, you're saying I'm racist. But it's not that at all. So let me get to my story here. So this is how my journey of white privilege, my, let me rephrase that, my acknowledgement of my white privilege has come out. Um, I actually follow somebody on Instagram. His name is Paul Emmerich. E-M-E-R-I-C-H. If you have not follow, if you don't follow him, you totally should. He is great in the like uh, expressing of like of anti-racism of um, the LGBT community because he is part of it. And so like he has so much voice that is there. But I will tell you, it's a lot. Okay. So I started following him and I actually started following him off of a teacher tag for members like teachers that are part of the LGBT community. And so I started following him off of that teacher tag. And there was a point where I almost defriended him because it was so much. It was so much like coming at me all the time with the white privilege and the anti-racism and all this like things of people of the color. And it was like a lot to come in at in the very beginning. And so I almost, there was several times where I almost defriended him because I was just like, it's too much. But that was because I was in the denial phase. I was still in that part of, it's not really, it's not, like I felt like his ideas were out there and crazy. And during this time too, when I think when I first started following him, I had read the book, uh, Culturally, what's it called? Let me look it up really quick. But it was a book I had to read 
It's called Culturally Responsive Teaching and the Brain, and it's by Zaretta Hammond. And it was a book I had to read actually for my master's because it was part of my comps. So it's like we had to read this book and then apply all the stuff that we learned throughout the time to this book. And so, and let me tell you, that book was so fantastic. If you're a teacher and you want to be more anti-racist um, in your classroom, I highly recommend this book. Like it was very eye-opening in the way that we see how our white privilege and compares to the privileges or the uh, experiences that black, indigenous, and people of color come across and like how they see it. So um, I started reading this book and th so then like the two worlds kind of combined together. So then I started seeing like, okay, I see pa Paul's posts about, you know, this kind of topic. And then I was reading this book and I was kind of seeing how they're connecting. So my world started opening up a little bit more. But I was still in the realm of like, I might have been a little bit out of denial phase by this point, but I was still in the realm of like, you're still too much. You're being super extra with this stuff. And and I feel bad because I, I, I've come to like really respect Paul throughout this thing. But I was still, it was like, it was hard. And so then slowly I started, my mind started like becoming more clear to the situations. And I started seeing it more like out in the world. I was like, oh, yes, I see this. Like it's really happening. And there, we'll get into anti-racism. So I don't want to go too much into anti-racism because we're going to do a whole topic on that in a second. So um, in a few minutes, actually not a second. But, and, and, you know, I, I've come to terms with it. And so then once all this stuff happened with Black Lives Matter, which has been happening for a long time, but like this big whole thing that just happened with the death of George Floyd and, you know, all the Breonna Taylor and all that, stuff, like all those things kind of came to a head and I, I, it all just like came clear and I was like, yes, I have white privilege and I've come to terms with it now and I realize it, but I also realize it's not a bad thing. And we keep thinking, like, I think that's what happens is that the white people think, oh, it's a bad thing you're saying I have privilege. Yes, you do have privilege. But you need to use that privilege. And I think a lot of times we become embarrassed, too. I think a lot of it, because I think about a time where I, and I actually talked to Rudy about this, and I, I mean, like, I cried when I was telling him this. Because I realized that I was, I did something wrong. And this will get into the anti-racism thing in a minute. But I saw a teacher post something on Facebook that was straight up, it was racist. I mean, it was during the time of the elf on the shelf things, you know, like around Christmas time. So a lot of people were posting jokes about elf on the shelf or like dog on the log, like type thing. I don't know what other ones were, but there was one that she posted that was Tigger sitting on a black boy's shoulders. And then the caption said, we all know what the rhyme is for this one. And I reported it to Facebook and I had expressed my concern to a couple of like colleagues and they kind of thought it was a big deal. So they were still kind of in that beginning phases of white privilege and not realizing that we have a voice that we need to be speaking up. And so I should have spoke up. I should have said something to her and said, that's racist. I think you should remove it from your post. And then maybe if she didn't, she wanted to argue, I could have taken that to the school board and said, this was posted on Facebook on a public page for other people to see. 
You know what I mean? So there was more I could have done. And it still bothers me. Like you can even hear it in my voice a little bit. Like it bothers me. I should have said something. But now I realized. And so I become more vocal. And I, I think that's where white privilege is not bad. Because we have voices that we can be sharing this with and sharing it with the world, which becomes into the anti-racism. But I'm actually going to take a quick break because I've been talking for a long time <laughs> and I just realized that it's like been a long time. So I'm going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. privilege is going to come into play. Okay. So this is where your privilege is going to come in because now you have resources that people of color, black people, indigenous people do not have, or they kind of do have it, but they're not taken seriously. Okay. So this is where your privilege is going to come in because you're going to have a voice that you can share with people. <clears throat> and I think it's a lot easier for other white people to take in these things than when it's coming from a black or a person of color, okay? So, which I think is horrible, <laughs> but let's be realistic. I think it's easier for people to take in pills because it's somebody that's similar to them, okay? And I know that even in my journey, there's gonna be things I'm gonna say that are gonna be wrong. There's gonna be things that I'm going to do that are gonna come out wrong. And I hope somebody's also gonna be anti-racist and say, you know what, Mr. you know, Jeremy, you said this, and I can see how that could be taken wrong. Maybe you should say this. Thank you. Like, we are growing. We are doing, trying to do better. And that's my whole goal is I want to do better for this community that is hurting. So, so when you use your right privileges, make sure that you're you're speaking out against the racism. So it's it's on a point of we don't want to not see color. Like obviously it's there. We're all different colors. There's nothing wrong with it. But we need to speak out when we see people that are being racist or doing things that are racist. Now, again, like I said, I am growing and I am becoming more aware of things, but I still have a long road to go. And so I think we just need to be able to call out the situations. Again, if someone is saying something to you like, oh, that could come off as racist or, you know, I don't really feel like that's an appropriate comment or whatever, learn from those, those things. So another one is using your privilege to amplify black and people of color, like amplifying their voices. So I have done something and if you're interested, you can go check it out. I created a playlist of black YouTubers on my YouTube channel. Um, so you can see like a lot of them were teacher tubers, but I did try to incorporate some other people. So I want to get their voices out there too. Because I think a lot of times, especially in the teacher community, we get stuck into a realm of like, there's a certain type of teacher tuber that we watch a lot. They're usually young and white and they're female and and I know like Latanya 
uh, of Smarty Style has spoken out about this, that she has seen it. I have seen it. It's very common where those three categories excel on teacher tubers and the other people do not as much. And so I think if we are amplifying their voices more, we will become like we will be able to get them up there too because I think they just need that extra help and because their comment their their content is not much different than our own content like as teacher tubers we are sharing our teaching experiences and our teaching tips same stuff for people that are black or people of color so another one um, is make sure you're reading about those experiences listening to podcasts with those experiences and my other tip is to engage yourself in black experiences and black culture. And now I mean this in the most, res like you need to do it respectfully. So don't just start talking to black people because, or people of color, just because you're like, oh, I'm just going to talk to them about this stuff. Don't do that. That is not okay. Do not go talk to black indigenous or people of color like just to be like hey i want to be in your experiences i want to be your friend like no that's not okay but what i mean by this is again make sure you're reading and exposing yourself i think it's basically just exposing yourself to their culture and to their experiences so what i like to do and this is where that teacher tuber thing came in at uh, or the youtuber thing excuse me is because i started watching vlogs and stuff by people that are with people that are, you know, black or people of color, because it's an easy way for me to see into their lives without bombarding them and um, being disrespectful or uh, I can't think of another word for that, but you know, it's just a way of, of exposing yourself to it without being rude or, you know, like being too much, being extra. So, I highly recommend that you go check out some other, um, broaden your mind a little bit with these experiences and try to see it from their point of view. Because I think that when that happens, you become a lot more aware of your of your white privilege. Again, you like you start to see a little bit more into it because you're seeing their points of view and it becomes a lot more relatable to you. So yeah, and then I think one of your other biggest one for anti-racism is to make sure you're giving yourself self-care. It's important. I overdid it. So like I have shut down, not shut down, but I've like muted myself on Instagram and on YouTube and stuff. And I was only posting amplifying um, black and people of color's voices on my Instagram and stuff. And it got to the point where it was too much for me. And I had to take a day yesterday and just like do other stuff because it was just all I thought about and it was just like I was emotionally like messed up so it's okay to take a few minutes to decompress and that kind of stuff so um so yeah so this was a longer podcast I can already tell but let's just go over some things just remember that if you are white you do have white privilege there's no way of sugarcoating it you probably do and I think it's you know, it's not bad. There's nothing to be embarrassed of. You're going to be uncomfortable as you go through this journey. It does not mean you're racist. So, so you need to stop and thinking about yourself and realizing we need to be thinking about this other community that is hurting. 
that is trying to get their rights and be equal with us. Um, I will try to leave my link tree um, link in my in the description of this podcast so you can go back and there's resources in there. I highly recommend you go check out. If you don't follow me on Instagram, I highly recommend that too. I will be creating a highlight of all of the Black Lives Matter stuff so that way you can go and look at that stuff too if you're interested in that. I highly recommend doing it though. So yeah, and so just remember that privilege does not mean that you're racist. Privilege does not have to be a bad thing and privilege does not, and when you're privileged, you're gonna be embarrassed, you're gonna be uncomfortable, that's okay. So, and then we need to work on being better, being anti-racist, not non-racist, okay? So anti-racist means that you are calling out the people that are being racist. You are acknowledging things about yourself as a white person and helping to amplify those voices that are black, indigenous, or people of color. So all I'm asking you is to do better because we have a community of people that is hurting and we need to fix it. So do better. Be a better you. And that's all this is. So thank you guys for listening. I know this probably was could be a, a very uncomfortable topic. And I try to keep it as light as possible and not dive, dive too deep. There's so much. Go check out some books on it. Um, a couple could be like White Fragility. Uh, I think there's one called... How to be anti-racist, I believe, is one. If you're a teacher, I highly recommend the cultural response of teaching in the brain. Like I said, I will try to leave some of these. There'll be a link in the description that you can go that has a list of resources. It has podcasts. It has all kinds of stuff. Just do better. I'm doing trying to do better. You can do better. So thank you guys for listening. If you really like this podcast, please share it. Um, let's get this discussion going. Let's amplify those voices. Let's get a conversation going about this rate this podcast if you have not done that rate it a five please over on apple podcasts and thank you guys for listening and until next time please don't forget to always be you and do better bye